All right, welcome friends to another episode of the High Defamation Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Eric Bauer. And yes, we've got a bunch of shit to cover this time around. Uh, This month's going to go a little bit long, if I have to guess, based off of what I've culled here to to talk about, pulled to talk about. Um, So yeah, before we jump into the podcast proper... Uh, A little PSA, public service announcement for the state of things with the High Defamation podcast. Um, I have started a Patreon for this particular show, and uh, you can find the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash high defamation. It's with a capital H and a capital D. I've got some cool rewards lined up for people who decide to back the program. However, if you decide that you do not want to back the program, that's that's okay. I'm still going to be putting the podcast itself up on the regular platforms for your listening pleasure, free of charge. Uh, however, should you decide that you do want to become a patron of High Defamation, um, there are some bonuses. Uh, there will be some live streams that will be Patreon only, polls for uh, playlists, etc., as well as some physical media. And um, it took me a while to kind of come up with these ideas, um, the physical media part especially, but uh, it's going to be cool. Outcome is going to be pretty rad, and uh, hopefully you decide that it'll be worth your, uh, your time and your, your money. <laughs> Capitalism, right? Anyway, on to the regular shit. What have I been spinning? I've been spinning a lot. Mostly the stuff that we're about to talk about, but set aside a few other things specifically that I want to talk about. Uh, Spin-wise, I've been listening to a lot of fucking Motorhead, Uh, specifically Sacrifice from 1995, I believe was released by Mercury. I could be wrong there. I know that the reissue was handled by Sanctuary Records, but um, I don't remember the original original label. Uh, And... Also, uh, recently, I don't know how it's been this long, and, and I'm at this point in my life, where I was pretty much totally unfamiliar with Another Perfect Day, their 1983 uh, record. Now, both of these albums, I think, are kind of underrated classics in the Motorhead discography. Uh, Sacrifice, probably my favorite output of theirs next to 1916, uh, if I'm totally honest. I, I had no idea that it, it existed until some friends and I went to see Tromeo and Juliet, the trauma film. Uh, and the title track, Sacrifice, was played on the soundtrack. Uh, in fact, Lemmy himself appeared in the movie. Uh, and I just remember, basically, the movie ended, and I went around the corner to the Tower Records uh, down the block and purchased Motorhead Sacrifice on CD at the time. Uh, just an excellent, excellent album. I mean, it's Motorhead, and even Motorhead's bad records are good. Um, you know, when weighed against uh, other bands uh, of their ilk, um, but Sacrifice I think is especially good. It's it's super raw. Um, the lineup was at pretty much their peak, in my opinion, and uh, they just put out basically a flawless record. Another Perfect Day, as I said, was one I was not familiar with, and um, I fucking love it, man. Uh, the Robbo uh, guitar work on there uh, from Thin Lizzy, of course. 
definitely gives it a unique sound when compared to the uh, records that bookended uh, it. However, it holds its own, uh, and I, I would put it pretty high if I were to rank their discography, but I'm not going to do that because that would uh, be an episode into itself. And anyway, it's been done uh, a lot. Uh, just you know, use Google, do some research. Music-wise, Another Perfect Day, it smokes. It's great shit. And uh, they've been high on rotation, both albums. Another one I want to talk about, uh, Black Breath, Razors to Oblivion, uh, released in 2010. And this was Black Breath's first output um, I've been spinning this one a lot. Uh, I've been actually listening to quite a bit of Black Breast material. Uh, Elijah Nelson uh, passed away uh, last month on the 28th and um, kind of got me into uh, the sort of nostalgia mode where I wanted to go back and revisit this stuff. Um, Elijah worked at one of the local record shops in Seattle and dude was always just solid. Uh, had no problem just chit-chatting about metal or not metal um super nice guy um outgoing and uh just just cool to be around he's a it's gonna be a definite loss to the seattle uh scene with him with him gone and black breath basically i don't know what their status is at this point but razors to oblivion excellent shit uh, it kind of doesn't sound like like what they put out Following it, it's more uh, discharged uh, or motor charged, I guess, uh, if you will. Uh, whereas they kind of went into sort of like a, a Swedish death metal crossed with D beat sort of sound uh, in their later albums. Uh, Razors to Oblivion, though, my favorite output from them for sure. And the last record I want to talk about is the newest from Rocky and the Sweden City Baby Attacked by Buds. Um, if you watch the YouTube channel, you'll have seen me talk about this album uh, to some degree and show the CD. Uh, I, I would have loved to have picked up a, a wax version, but uh, FOAD sold out almost immediately. Uh, just can't find it uh, anymore, which is unfortunate because it's uh, it's a fucking brilliant piece of Japanese hardcore Um just an, a mandatory listen. Uh, it kind of captures that essence of, of catchy UK 82 uh, imposed over the cacophony of Japanese hardcore, not like a la Disclose, uh, but more along the lines of, say, like uh, Death Side or Nightmare. Um, but catchier. <laughs> Just a great listen and something I can't recommend enough. And on that note, with all that said, we're going to jump into the episode itself. Buckle in, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so if we are all caught up, or... I shouldn't say we, because I'm all caught up. I'm the one doing this podcast. If you're all caught up, then that means you caught my last episode uh, regarding albums from 2019 that uh, I really wanted to highlight and to touch base on and to bring attention to. And there were some releases that I left off that list, and I left them off on purpose because I wanted to discuss them this time around because I have a topic at hand, one that I've been toying with for about the last month or two. And that specifically 
is the realm of Finnish hardcore, current and past. I say current because there were three releases from Finnish artists from 2019 that really struck a nerve with me that um, I really want to talk about. And it kind of brought to mind a whole slew of other Finnish projects that I feel either don't get mentioned enough, don't get talked about enough, especially in the realms of hardcore. Everybody's quick to point out Swedish bands and Japanese bands and UK bands and American bands. Um, Finland, uh, uh, like Norway, but uh, I feel like even more so gets overlooked. Um, and they have a bevy of artists now and, and then that have put out amazing music. So we're going to start off with the release from Koti Tuhoa. And if I do any mincing of my pronunciations here, I apologize in advance, especially if you are from Finland. Um, just take into account that uh, I don't know how to speak this language. I'm going to try. Um, Koti Tuhoa, I believe, translates to Towards Destruction. And they released an album last year on La Vida SN Moose, Muse. La Vida SN Muse. I never know if I'm saying that correctly, and that's that's a Latin language, um, Spanish, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, <laughs> that little bit aside, their album, Emisen Kasvat, uh, Human Face, I believe is the translation there. Now, they are a Helsinki band who formed around 2014. Um, they released an EP on Svart Records, and uh, Svart also co-released the following two LPs with Southern Lord. Um, members of the band have been involved with uh, Selfish, also from Finland. Actually, all these bands are going to be from Finland. Speed Trap and Death Toll 80K. Um, this band, however, I, I think they're individualistic enough and they stand up well enough on their own that you don't have to make these comparisons to other bands. Of course, you're going to hear influences from the typical um, or the you know the usual suspects like Turvey Cadet. Um, or fucking chaos. Um, but you're also going to hear some discharge shit going on, uh, and even callbacks to, uh, American hardcore, uh, on this album. And it's just, uh, an impassioned hardcore record that, um, honestly, I, I've seen mentioned once or twice, uh, on your ends. And another than that, the fanfare behind this album has been pretty quiet. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to rock out to a track.
Well, that track was Midase Maxa, and just a raging, impassioned cry of hardcore fury. Um, excellent album. That's just one of the high points on the record, but every song on it is a burner. Fucking just phenomenal. The band shares a practice space with Foreseen, or at least they did at one point, um, if you read along in their interviews. And, uh, you know, uh, topically covers a range of social ills and political issues. Um, they definitely wear their politics on their sleeve, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> there's an interview where uh, they refer to a lot of the black metal coming out of Finland as, as uh, music done by rednecks, uh, which is pretty appropriate when you look at the uh, some of the subject material that uh, some of their countrymen decide to put in their black metal. Um, that aside, this album, Koti Tuhoa, fantastic band. Um, they've been out for a while. I hope they keep going. I really look forward to uh, hearing more from them in the future. This album is definitely a high point from 2015 and, and one that you should hear. Now, the next band we're going to listen to, I just mentioned, actually, as having at some point shared a practice space with Koti Tuhoa, and that's Foreseen, uh, an excellent fucking crossover band from Helsinki as well. Um, they put out uh, their first album and their second album, both on 20 Bucks Spin, um, and they've got an EP, a couple of EPs to their name prior to this release. Uh, the 2019 release I'm talking about uh, is Wide Awake Nightmare. Uh, it was released last year, self-released, I should say. And it's just, if you're familiar with Foreseen's back catalog, just pummeling, crossover thrash, shit's fucking savage. Um, in the vein of Agnostic Front, of course, Chromags, early DRI, attitude adjustment, um, with modern sensibilities behind it. Um, this doesn't sound like throwback material. It's fresh, it's exciting, it's brutal. Uh, it's just, I, I'm at a loss for words when I try to describe for scene to people because uh, I dig their music so much that I just come off like I'm gushing, like I am right now. And I don't mind that. They're, they're a band worth gushing over. Uh, this material on here, uh, this this two-song EP, which is crucial, um, and I urge you to, to check it out. We're going to spin the B-side, uh, Infiltrator. Check it out.
That's two songs of just raging, insane brutality from Foreseen. Um, you only heard the one track, of course. Uh, I urge you to go to their band camp and check out the full EP uh, or buy it um, from the band. Just support Foreseen. They're fucking awesome, and I hope they keep making music. Um, members of the band have been involved in a lot of other projects. Also, all worth uh, hearing. Um, I, Ranger comes to mind from Finland, just a great speed metal act, as well as Initiated, which is a, like a hard rock sort of side project in the vein of like the Dictators, and it's another project that fucking rules. Um, so moving on to the next album, and the last one from 2019 um, that I want to talk about, uh, the new Kuroishi, Sound the Alarm, released in... 2019 by Fight Records. Um, Kiroishi is a, a fairly new band. Their first output, I want to say they dropped around 2017. Um, their artwork, I think, has at this point been exclusively done by Sugi. Uh, it was one of my favorite uh, artists when it comes to doing cover art um, and, and whatnot. He's worked with Selfish, Warhead, Paranoid, Hellshock, Clown, Wild Tribe, Sex Dwarf, among many, 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 many others. Um, a phenomenal artist, and his artwork always matches the intensity and the severity of the records for which uh, they, they adorn as covers. Um, as far as the music of Kiroishi, uh, I wouldn't say that it sounds finished at all. In fact, it's mostly indebted to Burning Spirit-style hardcore. It's just fucking... Epic D-beat, totally indebted to bands like Deathside and Warhead, um, uh, you know, just to name a few. Gudon, uh, fucking Nightmare, Judgment, um, all reminiscent of what you're going to hear on this Kiroishi album. Um, the record itself is no slouch. It's fucking awesome. Just uh, a feral exercise in uh, brutality, really for lack of a better adjective, um, epic, melodic, uh, atmospheric, triumphant. It's, it encompasses all of the best elements of Burning Spirits style hardcore. And, um, being from Finland, it's a pretty, it's a pretty incredible feat. Uh, I don't want to ramble too much further about this record. It's phenomenal. Check out Peace is Victory. Who knows? Where we were, God, they watch us 
just fucking amazing, in my opinion. Uh, and something I, I really just wanted to share, uh, if not any of the other uh, tracks that you're going to hear uh, on this podcast today. Um, that one, just phenomenal. You'll hear echoes of uh, shit like Tragedy in there, um, Wolf Pack, Wolf Brigade, uh, as well as the uh, Japanese influences that they wear on their sleeves. Awesome, awesome shit. Um, so listening to these three releases really kind of took me back and, and had me exploring a lot of the Finnish stuff that I've kind of just, uh, you know, I, I've been sitting on for a long time and haven't revisited in a very long time. So I wanted to take an opportunity to to go back through a lot of my, uh, what I would consider essential Finnish releases. Um, one of the things, if, if you're at all familiar with any of these bands I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to go too in-depth as far as their backstory or uh, where they are now or, um, you know, how, how they came up, et cetera, et cetera. Not like I did with the Disclose episode. Um, but one of the things you'll notice is that a lot of these bands are from Tampere. And I'm actually not going to talk about Tampere SS because it's one of the most well-known uh, hardcore bands from Finland basically ever. Um, it's not for lack of bands that came from anywhere else in Finland. Uh, but Tampere is the second largest urban city in Finland, I believe. So it, it makes sense that so much music would stem from there. It's also historically a very working-class city and a haven for culture and the arts. Uh, and I feel like a lot of these bands were kind of empowered by that sort of mentality um, to put out music uh, when they did. Now, another thing that you might notice uh, as I talk about some of these albums is that uh, a lot of these releases uh, were originally released by the label Rockorama from Germany. Um, so this is a little bit of a disclaimer for that. Uh, Rockorama, if you're not familiar, launched around 1980, releasing mostly UK and US punk as well as some local German acts. Um, and originally was very predominantly left-wing, uh, anarcho-punk focused. Uh, but by the mid-80s, they were releasing shit like Screwdriver and other uh, fascist punk rock. Um, and they were also notorious for swindling the bands on their roster out of royalties and, uh, and payments and stuff like that. Now, the label itself folded in 1994 after they had a police raid on their office, uh, but they did leave behind prior to the racist bullshit that they were releasing uh, a bevy of awesome, essential punk rock. Um, and so you're going to hear about some of those releases today. Now, this is, first one isn't one of those, however. Uh, the first release I want to talk about is by the band Selfish and their album Burning Sensation from 2001, which was released by Feral Ward. Um, now, Selfish formed around 1991, and as far as their style of hardcore goes, uh, they were a little bit left field from what the rest of their country mates were doing, in that similar to Kiroishi, they were playing Burning Spirit style hardcore in the vein of Deathside, Warhead, Nightmare. I've already said these band names numerous times, and I'm probably going to keep name-dropping bands, um, and I'm going to hope that you have some point of reference for the bands that I'm talking about. Um, as far as Selfish themselves go, they're notable for splits with bands like Doom, Hiatus, Disclose, and Crude, among a bunch of others. Um, they've got members involved in a ton of past and current projects, 
Koti Tuhoa, who we've already talked about, as well as Forza Macabre, Crucified by the Kakami, and more. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to burn one of their fucking tracks, Burning Sensation, the title track off of the album, an amazing cut. Check it out. can't really go wrong with anything by Selfish. Uh, I would be hard-pressed to say that any one of their albums is better than another, uh, whether you're talking about LPs or their EPs or splits, uh, but Burning Sensation is definitely an excellent point to start at. Now the next band we're going to talk about, Treblinka, with their compilation album, Helvetin Ja Takhesin. I don't know how well I did on the pronunciation. It's probably awful. Uh, released by Hatapu Records. And this is a short-lived band. Uh, they don't have a lot of material to their name. They split up in 1988 and put out three demos, the first of which was dropped in 1987. The members from this band went on to form Chlamydia, after uh, Treblinka split up, and Chlamydia are still releasing music, actually. The last album they put out from 2018, so not that long ago. Uh, and they're still rocking. Um, this material here, however, 
not quite in the same vein. Uh, and as far as Finnish hardcore bands go, uh, Treblinka were always a little bit more atmospheric, a little bit more melodic, a, a little bit more experimental than a, a lot of their peers uh, in the music scene at the time uh, and in, in that time. Um, the track we're going to go ahead and check out is actually the title track of the compilation, Helvetin ja Takisen, uh, to hell and back. So uh, enjoy. song on uh, the compilation that the track appears on is fucking stellar as well. You can expect them to be just as melodic, just as atmospheric, uh, just as as cool and composed as um, that one that we just got to hear was. Um, <laughs> that aside, let's move on to the next band. Uh, Kohu 63 uh, with their album Lisa Verta Historienne. Uh, which is Add Blood to History, if I'm not mistaken on the translation there. Originally released in 82 on Poco Records and reissued by Svart in 2012. And Svart has been doing a good job of re-releasing a lot of these lost Finnish classics. Um, Now, as far as the band Kohu 63 goes, originally they came together in the late 70s. Um, Prior to this album, they did have an EP that they released in 1981. Um... The Svart reissue is actually pretty cool. Um, I'm usually, you know, I'm one of those people that's like, yeah, go for an original press if you can, if they're if they're attainable. Uh, in this case, though, I, I recommend the Svart-ish edition uh, for a, a cool uh, tidbit. The OG press of um, 
the album here in question uh, actually had tracks that were censored by the label. Uh, the tracks, The Police Are Bloody Assholes and We Are Gods. And those tracks were recovered by Svart and added to the reissue on a bonus 7-inch. Um, so you'll hear on the LP the tracks as they were released by the studio, but then you'll have that additional 7-inch with the uncensored versions of each song. It's fucking an awesome addition, a really nice touch, uh, and, and one of the reasons that Svart is an excellent fucking label. Um, as far as the band goes, they are still together, uh, with only one OG member, uh, but they're still putting out music. Most recently, uh, they released a split CD with the Japanese band Clown. Great fucking hardcore. Um, I really want to, to check it out. I, I have not actually had a chance to uh, scope the split yet, but it is definitely on my radar. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to listen to the cut Termelis, which is Depravity. Once again, that was Termelis off of Kohu 63's Lisa Verta Historian. And as 
far as the tunes on the album goes, I mean, if you liked what you just heard, you're going to dig the whole album. Um, it's kind of a callback to a lot of the UK 82 street punk coming out of the United Kingdom at the time. Um, and that was kind of their point of reference in 1982. They didn't have a lot to go on at that point in time. There was not a lot of hardcore history in Finland in 1982. There were a few bands, of course, Turvy Cadet, Radis, um, both bands that uh, I may name drop here and there during this episode, but you're not going to hear anything from them. Anyway, really stuff that would be at home on a, a record released by Riot City or No Future, um, and a great listen all the way through. So the next thing, we're going to jump right into Chaos with Nuke. Um, which I believe translates to Doll, released in 1993 by Fight Records and reissued by Havoc in 2000. Um, funny fact, or fun fact, not really fun fact, funny fact. How many times can I say fun, fun, funny, funny fact? Just a bunch of rambling over here. I thank you guys for putting up with these shenanigans on this podcast. Anyway, fun fact... While it was released in 1993, the material was actually recorded in 1985 and just shelved, basically, for uh, eight years. Um, Chaos formed in 1981. Uh, Nuke is actually their third EP, which followed their debut and a split with Turvey Cadet. Um, Members of Chaos were also involved in Kohu 63, uh, Destructions, Positive Negative, Rahaka, Holy Dolls and Ristetit. <laughs> There's one we're going to actually talk about a little bit later. How's my pronunciation there? And uh, Protesti. Um, just a fucking... The, the, the caliber uh, of these acts that these folks were involved with should tell you a little bit uh, of what chaos is going to sound like. Just phenomenal. Uh, I don't want to say polished, but insanely well-composed hardcore brutality um very indebted to discharge and d-beat um and just this is a band that should have gone should have gone somewhere in, in my opinion they should be one of those household names when you're talking about legendary hardcore and they kind of are uh in the realm of finnish hardcore um, but they're not as just universally accepted as legendary like discharge or even discard from Sweden. Um, excellent shit. We're going to hear their track, Kuolamin Teateri, uh, Theater of Death. Let's 
Just fucking awesome. I, I mean, really, when I hear that EP, that's that's the only thing that comes to mind to say about it. Just awesome. Awesome, awesome hardcore. Um, so next up, we're going to talk about another short-lived project, Malaka, which translates to Riot, and their EP. <laughs> One of the difficult things about Finnish is that a lot of their words are actually compound words. So like two, three, four words conjoined in some cases, which makes pronunciation for us native English speakers difficult, especially when we're well into our 40s and haven't looked at another language seriously since high school. Um, so we're going to give this one our best shot. It's Sivpaeva. It's probably terrible. And I'm sorry for laughing, but it's going to happen. Uh, that roughly translates to Independence Day, released in 1985 by Rat Poison Records and reissued as part of a box set by Svart in 2018. Um, Malacca existed from 1984 to 1986, and they released two EPs and then a demo in 1986, and then called it a day. Uh, the cut we're going to listen to off of this particular EP uh, as another exercise in in my terrible grasp of the Finnish language, Kitolinen Kanselainen, grateful citizen, fucking enjoy it.
God, so good. Um, just everything you want out of a fucking epic hardcore track. You've got gang vocals. You've got fucking catchy leads. Uh, just, it rules, and it's such a shame that they called it a day with only two EPs and a demo to their name. Uh, but they did leave behind an awesome legacy. Um I urge you to check it out. Everything they put out is just as good as what you've heard just now. And that's all I can say about it. Um, moving forward, ever and onward, we're going to talk about Bastards with Siberian Hardcore. This is a 1984 LP originally released by Rocco Rama, reissued by Honey Records in 2005. Uh, Bastards are kind of, I don't want to say legendary, but they're a fairly well-known act out of Finland for their time. Uh, forming in 1980, they released two records prior to Siberian Hardcore. They split up in 1985. Uh, members from Bastards were also active in Kohu 63, Holy Dolls and Reestetit, Chaos and Protesti, among other uh, groups and projects. Uh, these guys were busy. Um, the track we're going to listen to next is their cut, The Beginning of the End. That is the version translated into English on the Honey uh, Records uh, edition, which I've got. Uh, actually omits the Finnish uh, titles, which I, I found a little bit odd, but um, made it easier for my pronunciation just now, didn't it? So check it out. <laughs>
just some of the loudest, snottiest, rawest, dare I say, catchiest and most accessible of the Finnish hardcore bands that we're talking about today. Um, that material by Bastards is phenomenal. Everything they put out is phenomenal, but Siberian hardcore, in my opinion, definitely their opus and one well worth your attention. Scope it wherever you can. It's, it's on YouTube, um, and the reissues are actually not that uh, inaccessible, so um, check them out, man. Uh, next up, we are going to talk about Llama and their self-titled album released in 1982 by Joanna Records and reissued again by Svart Records in 2011. Um, Llama were formed originally in 1978. They are one of the oldest Finnish punk bands. And originally, I want to say they started off with more uh, straight-ahead punk rock in the 77 style um, before they kind of evolved into more of a hardcore band. Uh, with their self-titled LP that they released in 1982, the one that we are currently discussing. Um, it's just a fucking awesome record. It's savage. It's raw. Um, you definitely will hear echoes of uh, some American hardcore on here, um, whether we're talking like Blast or Black Flag or um, anything off of that SST roster uh, from back in the early days. Um, as well as uh, echoes of a lot of some of the quirks and, um, I, I don't want to say oddness, but uh, uniqueness of a lot of their other Finnish, fellow Finnish acts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and check out the cut Anarcho Marco. How's that for a title? just an awesome cut off of an awesome fucking LP. Um, it was followed by two live LPs um, that were released later on. Um, a rad band, and for their time, pretty unique uh, in that rather than uh, adhering to that template laid down by a, a lot of the Scandi punk at the time, um, kind of decided to embrace uh, sounds from overseas um, and kind of merge that with that uh, uniquely Finnish sound um, uh, from that hardcore template. Just awesome, awesome shit. Um, check it out. So the next band we're going to talk about, this is, this is a tough one. This is one of those compound words. Um, and this is a newer band. Um, well, not a newer band, a newer band to me. Um, these guys have been on my radar for only a, a few years a lot of this material that we've kind of been discussing is stuff that um, I've been pretty familiar with for 
a, a while, a good while. Uh, I, I started getting into this type of music in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and some of these have been a long mainstays, but this one, like I said, is it's a new discovery within the last few years. Um, Can Santer Vamisico Comisio. That is probably just a terrible butchering of um, the, their name, but like I said, it's one of those compound words uh, that makes the Finnish language seem so inaccessible. Um, translated means Public Security Music Commission. Uh, band name again. We're going to give it another shot. Cansanter va musicico comisio. It's hard. It's a hard one. <laughs> it's probably totally wrong. Anyhow, it's their album, 666, released in 1985 by Barabbas Records and was reissued by Powered Up German label uh, in 2007. Uh, the band started around 1983. They did break up and call it quits in 1986. However, uh, uh, some of the members went on to the band Radio Puhelamit and um, playing kind of like a quirky, sort of weird noise rock um, type style of music with punk influences. Um, and you're going to hear some echoes of that uh, in this track, Luantun. Um, just a unique band especially for their time. Um, I'm going to play the track, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, here we go. Oh, 
I just love everything about that track. Uh, everything about the album, really, uh, it's n- <laughs> no exception, just the track itself. Um, and another one that I have to say is kind of unique, especially for the landscape that they were coming from, and that there's an album that I could easily see released by a label like Alternative Tentacles, who weren't simply putting out what was punk and what was raw and what was fast and what was hardcore, uh, putting out stuff with experimental sounds, uh, stuff that didn't really adhere necessarily to the strict templates of punk rock and hardcore. Um, You definitely hear the noise rock elements in there. Uh, You hear those vocals, which just cut through uh, the entire mix with that just like rasp and that uh, that edge of snottiness to, to them just the whole album lives up to what you hear in that segment and it's it's a great it's a great listen front to back and I just kicked myself in that it took me you know until two three years ago to uh, pick up on how brilliant this band was uh, especially for their time now we're going to go back a little bit further than 1985 to the Destructions, or Destructions, with uh, Vox Populi, uh, which Voice of the People. It's Latin, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is an album originally released in 1983 by Rocco Rama again. Um, Destructions were a band that founded uh, were founded in 1981. Um, Vox Populi was actually released posthumously in 1983. They'd already split up by the time this thing hit shelves. Um... Members of Destructions had uh, roles in Appendix and Chaos, among other bands. Um, The cut we're going to hear today, A Tale of the End of the World, it's a great track. This band rules. They're legendary, just fucking trailblazers in the Finnish uh, hardcore punk rock scene and um, a very important group and a tough act to follow. So check it out, A Tale of the End of the World.
punk fucking rock, man. Rock and fucking roll. And the next band we're going to talk about on the docket is a legendary band. Uh, and I say that not just in terms of Finnish punk rock and hardcore, but uh, the larger international scale, not just even European hardcore or Scandi punk or um, punk from overseas, but they hit home here in the U.S. as well uh, with a bevy of equally amazing and influential albums. The album specifically that I'm going to talk about now, right here today, Raiskatu Tula Vesus by Riestetit. I'm really hoping that I'm getting closer with my pronunciations there. Band name translates roughly to Deprived and Raiskatu Tula Vesus, a Raped Future. This is another album that was released by Rockarama in 1984 um, by a band that started in 1981 under a completely different name. I want to say it was the uh, Cadgers or the Codgers. Um, who actually put out a split with Riestetit. Um, the band themselves would eventually form into a side project called The Holy Dolls, while still releasing Riestetit music. Um, and the final incarnation of the band actually released an EP as recently as 2014. They had a short-lived project with uh, Sick Terror from Brazil called Riestetit Terror, and uh, that project actually released two EPs. Um, 2002 and 2004 uh, and members were also involved in Tampir SS and a ton of other bands and projects this is, this is a group that has no shortage of influence or importance um, they mean a lot to a lot of people myself included um, you'll find something unique and identifiably reestetit in basically everything that they would release um, this album is probably my personal favorite because it kind of steers away from the pure rawness of their earlier material like Schizophrenia um, and the uh, first LP. Um, just a fucking great project. Uh, Holy Dolls, the project that they would kind of become, were a little bit more on like the death rock side. And this kind of tries to embrace both that raw punk and that death punk, that death rock sort of sound. And it works really well in a way that fucking Discharge wishes they could have grasped with Grave New World, but didn't. Um, I'm just going to play the, the track that I picked out for you. Uh, Sokiana Sintanit. Try that one more time. Sokiana Sintanit. Uh, which translates to Born Blind. Um, my pronunciation, again, it's probably terrible. And again, a thousand apologies. Um, if I could learn to say I'm sorry in Finnish, I'd just be saying that after everything that I tried to say in Finnish. Anyway, buckle in, this fucking track rips. <laughs>
love the whole tone and the atmosphere of that track. Just fucking perfect. It's raw, but at the same time, the composition's perfect. The production is perfect. Uh, it's just perfect. And it's another one that I, I fully endorse and fully recommend. Everything on here, but this one <laughs> it kind of stands above the rest, in my opinion. Um, without selling short the next two projects that we're going to talk about, we're coming close to the end here. Uh, the next band is another one that's going to be a doozy for me to pronounce. That's Kaiklupian Sukuputo, which uh, I believe translates roughly to Cyclops Extinction. And their album, Likana Valakoumasane, Tract of Selection, is the translation there. And that was released in 2010 by Tuska and Adistas. Uh, this band is fairly new as far as the music that we've talked about so far in that they formed in 2003. Um, and again, like I said, the album we're talking about was released in 2010. Uh, members of this project uh, have also done time with Selfish and Totus, among others. Um, Unlike a lot of the music that we've discussed, however, uh, they were not really a political band. Um, they tried to explore or experiment more in the realm of traditional hardcore with um, lyrics that kind of centered around social issues and personal issues while leaving the politics kind of not necessarily on the wayside, but not as their primary focus. Um, in my mind, this is a, a pretty unique project um, for Finnish hardcore and hardcore in general. Um, when I hear it, uh, and it's not that it sounds like the bands that I'm about to drop uh, the names for, but when I hear it, it kind of evokes the same sort of um, feelings that I get when I hear music by the Dicks or the Crucifix. Uh, in this case, played relentlessly fast and... I mean, the energy on these tracks and this track specifically is undeniable. Um, it's an infectious album, an infectious listen, and I really hope you dig it. I'm going to play their cut, Kuiva Ma, Dry Ground. <laughs> Yeah. 
Fucking love that cut, man. It's it's another album where it's just, it's hard to pick a standout track. That one, however, I think really illustrates their uh, their dynamics and the full range of their sound. Um, it's just awesome. Uh, we've got one more band to discuss, one more album to discuss, and uh, I'm no less excited about this one than I was the first one. Um, this is a band again, another pretty legendary Finnish band. We're talking about. Forza Macabre, uh, Force Macabre, uh, with their discography CD, Hysteria, released in 2002 by No Fashion HC Records. Um, it's not actually a full discography. Uh, it only collects uh, their material up until uh, the point in which it was released. They uh, have continued putting out music past 2002 when this compilation came out. It's just one of the... Um, it's, it's one of those sets that I think perfectly encapsulates uh, a time and a place, in this case, Forza Macabre uh, and their beginnings and um, their middle. Um, it's just, they're a fucking fantastic band. Uh, started off playing in 1991, uh, or whereabouts there. Uh, their discography is almost daunting. Um, it includes a ton of LPs, EPs, demos, and splits with the likes of Besthoven, Wind of Pain, Homo Militia, Crocodile Skink, Selfish, and Armageddon, which is probably their most widely known LP was their split with Armageddon. That fucking record rules. It is featured on this discography compilation. Um, Force Macabre was kind of an odd duck similar to Selfish in that rather than sound like the, the the rest of their Finnish peers or adhere to those tropes of Finnish or Scandi, hardcore, Scandipunk, um, Forza Macabra's lyrics are all in Portuguese uh, and they play hardcore that echoes the sounds of early Lobotomia or uh, Ratos de Parau, um, Now Religio, uh, that type of shit from Brazil. Uh, and so if you heard it in context, like somebody put together, say, a mix album, which included Forza Macabre, uh, Early Lobotomia, and Ratos de Parau, you'd be hard-pressed to pick out the band that wasn't actually from Brazil. Uh, that'd be Forza Macabre, of course. Um, so much material. Like I said, it can be a little bit daunting, which is why I kind of point towards this CD as being a good starting place um, as far as their sound goes, beyond uh, likening them to other projects from Brazil, um, it's just raw, savage, bordering on crossover punk, crossover thrash, um, and even just straight-up thrash at points. Uh, just a phenomenal listen. Uh, I actually picked out a cut, uh, O Silencio dos Cadaveres, The Silence of Corpses. It's a Besthoven cover. Um, and it's... A great track by Besthoven, but I think Force Macabre put their own spin on it, and it sounds almost unique to them. It's it's crazy when a band is able to do this type of thing with a cover. Force Macabre has no shortage of covers. They've covered tracks by Lobotomia, Massacre 68 from Mexico, um, a bevy of bands. This is one of their best, in my opinion. It is a fantastic cut, and it is off of that split with Armageddon. I hope you dig it.
That is just an uncompromisingly feral and heavy assault of the senses. That's not even their own material. Their own material uh, oftentimes strives to be even more epic, even more assaultive, more abrasive. Um, just a phenomenal band, a phenomenal project with, like I said, a huge discography. And every release, in my opinion, is just as good a starting point as another. Um, definitely take a look at, at uh, the, the compilation. Um, shouldn't be too hard to come by these days in the used market. Um, and that's it. That's everything I've got to cover. There are a ton of other bands I would have liked to have discussed. Um, I had a really difficult time just narrowing it down to these 12 projects beyond the 2019 releases that we talked about in the beginning. Um, bands I would have loved to have gone into further depth about, whether it's Turvey Cadet, UNICEF, uh, fucking there are plenty of others that uh, we could have touched base on. Um, all worth uh, researching yourselves, please look into this shit. The finished scene, very vital, crucial to the development of hardcore in general. Um, if you're listening to this stuff and all you're hearing is sentimentality, uh, being waxed by an old man, um, then you need to check again because this shit is crucial to the formation of hardcore, uh, crossover thrash as we know it. Um, and just as important as anything that came out of Sweden or the UK or the US um, or anywhere else. Um, some real gems to be found. I can't urge you enough to look into the Finnish scene. Um, and that said, I'm done. Uh, check out the Patreon. Uh, see if there's anything you like. Um, like I said, there's going to be some cool rewards, including physical releases or physical merch. Uh, I'm putting together... Uh, mix CDs of all of the cuts that I play each episode. I'm designing a layout for each of those comps, um, and they're going to be uh, numbered. Um, so it's going to be cool. There are going to be other rewards as well. That's probably the coolest of all the rewards. Um, but like I said, if you don't want to be a backer, that's cool. You can still listen to the podcast. I don't discriminate. Uh, but there are going to be perks available for those of you who do want to uh, support the podcast, support the project, keep it going. Um, and to all of those of you who have provided encouragement, feedback, support, can't thank you enough. Um, I try and stay pretty regular on social media, whether that's the Facebook group for High Defamation or the Instagram page or my own Instagram page. Look it up. Check me out. Um, that said, until the next time, folks. We're going to be bringing back something just as awesome as this, maybe even more awesome. Who knows? We've got a whole month. Until then, I hope you all have a good one.